This is Behind the Whistle. Let's get this bad boy started. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, Omri. We are back and so fired up and excited to have the impeccable, immeasurable, even if you had a tape measure and 12 yardsticks, the future doctor, Brittany Collins, from Developing Me and UC and U of D and... Everywhere in Ohio, if you look, if you've been down the Cuyahoga River, there's a chance you pass by a Collins business somewhere along the way. Uh, Future Doc, how in the world are you doing? Listen, that whole introduction, I feel I got hype. Like, I feel like I need to run back out like I was about to play ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm taking one day at a time. Uh, some days are better than others. But, you know, overall, I say I'm, I'm well. That, that is that is fantastic. Well, we are absolutely thrilled to have you uh, on the podcast, the Ancestor Architect podcast. You know, we we like to highlight and showcase how people and organizations help others uh, thrive in their greatness. And so we know that you are certainly an integral part in a lot of greatness in your uh, respective corner of, uh, as my great uncle Woody would say, uh, the dirt that God made. Uh, and so we want to share your story of awesomeness, um, with others. So if you don't mind while we got you here, and I see, we know we, you know, we see y'all barricaded up. Yeah. <laughs> Will you tell everybody about your journey to where you are today? And you could stop, you could start wherever you want. You, you just, this is me shutting up. Go. Okay. Okay. Well, first, I want to thank you for this opportunity and this platform to even uh, be here and even talk about uh, my journey. Um, so where do I even begin? So I'm a military kid, Air Force brat. Um, I thank God for my dad for giving me uh, cultural experiences from birth, right? So I was born in England. I went to school in Japan, kindergarten through third grade. Then we moved to like Hawaii, Korea. Um, before I came, I didn't come to, back to the States till like fourth grade, third, fourth grade. So, um, I ended up playing basketball, you know, being six, two people were like, you should, you should pick up a ball, you know? And, uh, so, <laughs> so I picked up a ball and I was like, let me try this. Um, not to say that that was the only thing I wanted to try. I did try cheering. Don't quote me on that for a little bit Ooh. when I was younger. And then I got a little too tall and I was like, I'm not wearing these skirts. Absolutely not. And then some, <laughs> so, so I uh, did the ball. I also sing. Um, so there was a combination between like choosing between a singing mm -hmm. scholarship wow. or basketball. I ended up choosing basketball and uh, I would sing national anthem before games or uh, do other things like that. But so that stayed along my journey. But throughout as a collegiate athlete at Ohio University, go, go Bobcats. Sometimes I, you know, I say Bearcats and Bobcats. I confuse you <laughs> a lot of times, but. All love to all love to both. All the cats. Um, I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I played at Ohio University, and I got a bachelor's in sport management and a coaching uh, master's in coaching at athletic administration from there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so some of the things that stuck out to me: one, as a former athlete, I was an injured former athlete as well. Mm. Um, and so the first seed that was planted in me was my athletic trainer saying, "Like you should go talk to a counselor." And I was mm -hmm. like, "I'm great. I'm good." <laughs> 
like there's no there's nobody that's gonna understand my identity my background not just as a student athlete Mm -hmm. but just being a a black woman Mm -hmm. multicultural concerns like you know coming from the states just a list of things i was like how are they gonna understand like what i'm going to talk about i'm good i got this i can Mm -hmm. handle it um so that was when the seed was planted first um then in my master's program one of my professors said in coaching ed every coach should take at least one mental health course Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a seed that was planted in me as well and continued to be watered. So throughout that course, um, and then as I entered into the workforce as a, a high school girls basketball coach, um, working as assistant athletic director, mm-hmm. uh, managing youth and adult sports for the city of Dayton recreation. Oh, wow. I, I realized I was focused more on mental health awareness overall, mm-hmm. like each time. And, and I understood that that was God's hand just continuing to remind me like, okay, right pouring into me each time so that's when i took that leap of faith and i i went back got a master's at the university of dayton um (laughs) in clinical mental health counseling um and then i got my license became a licensed professional counselor Mm -hmm. and then that's when i began the course of getting my experience on the clinical side okay to pair with my you know sport athletic side and then I realized, I'm like, there's a huge gap still mm-hmm. in just minority counselors, those that understand not just the student athlete population, but also minority population and multicultural right. components. Mm-hmm. So then that's when I said, I need to start my own private practice so that I can fulfill, th- fill this gap, fill this void. Right. And as I pursue my PhD in counselor education, I can also train and supervise, that's the goal, um, mm-hmm future counselors so that they can hopefully they can take over that uh, void as well right, to work right. with student athletes whether at the high school or the collegiate level um and handling mental health concerns so depression anxiety transition multicultural mm-hmm. concerns so mm-hmm. that's overall kind of in the scope of my journey and how god it's been a faith walk but god has truly opened doors including this one you know just mm-hmm. to talk and this platform, speaking at the Black Student Athlete Summit, opened yeah. a lot of doors, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yes, God, I'm I'm blessed. I'm grateful at um, he, being able to hear the word and and hear God when He's speaking, and be still enough to say, "All right, I, I hear you." It keeps right. getting louder. So. See that that's that's amazing because I I know uh, sometimes even it, like when. As a former coach, well, I say former, I'm still a coach in, in a lot of ways. I just didn't coach this year, so I'm still a coach. But as a coach, you know, one thing, and I remember going through this, like when I was getting my master's, uh, and I learned about the, this concept role ambiguity and how it pertained to injured athletes, right? And uh, and just thinking, man, we, we really do a terrible job in a lot of respects in athletics, right? Because we always have this, you know, it's the next man up and you, and you have to sell that idea. Yes. Uh, because injury is inevitable in sport. Yes. Right? So, but also understanding that since it's inevitable, we need to find a way to make sure that we keep, while we're moving this drill up, <laughs> we, yes. we need to bring this athlete with us. Uh-huh. You know? Uh, and I think sometimes we, you know, we do a horrible job in athletics with, uh, with in regards to that, but that's also indicative of that microcosm of society, right? What do we do with our injured uh, neighbors and so on and so forth? And so, right, right. That's that's interesting that you say that because you know the trainer said, "Hey, you you might want to go talk to somebody," and now you that somebody. 
Right. And then I became that somebody, right? <laughs> you became that somebody. I became that somebody. So, was, yeah, yeah. And I still talk to my trainer, actually, to this day. We still. Really? And she sees all that I'm doing and just, mm-hmm. oh, it's awesome. Just, that, you know. Yeah. Did she ever hit you with like, hey, I told you. <laughs> right. She didn't even hit me with that, but she just, <laughs> she was, she has been humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but just saying how, you know, she's proud of my journey and seeing mm-hmm. all that's transpired right. and how I use that, you know, um, mm-hmm. because a lot of times you, yeah, I went through a journey of being defeated and what I'm going to do. And then there's right. so many people that tell you as athletes, like you could have went pro, you could have right. went professional, like you can. And I'm like, but I, I am going pro, like just in another arena. Like, right. I think you can, <laughs> like, so I, I say that to say, like, we got to focus more than on the athlete identity. There's so right. much more you can do when it comes to being professional. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to the WNBA or playing overseas or, right. you know, going to the league. Like, it could be academics. It could be, you know, right. getting right. your doctorate. It could be creating your own private practice. It's all about how you make it. It's all about perspective. And Right. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely it's absolutely uh, spot on, because I, I think about when you said, you know, being six two, you know, people, hey, maybe you should pick up a ball. It's either like pick up a ball or uh, can you grab that off that top shelf in the grocery store? Listen, if one more little person tells me, I'm sorry, uh, but can you help me with the? I help the old people, young people. Look, you better I, figure right. it out. Right. <laughs> I do that. I do that. And then I feel bad. Yeah. Yes. See. That just drives me up the wall. But then that other part that drives me up the wall is like you just said. Well, how come you didn't go pro? I have a job. It, right. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I, I did go pro. Yeah. I, I, I'm <laughs> well, how do you define professional? <laughs> right. Well, how come you didn't play in the NFL? Well, well that's a lot. That's a long. How long? How long you got? We could talk about that, right? <laughs> right. That's a whole other story. Like I don't. <laughs> People look crazy. Yeah. Oh man! Well, you mentioned your uh, you mentioned your trainer, and I want you to, if you don't mind, to talk about some of your mentors along the way because you've got a rich experience. Like you said, being a military kid, you were on yeah. different uh, installations across the globe. You know, growing mm-hmm. up in Hawaii, and I've always threatened to move to Hawaii. Beautiful. But I don't like spam like that. Like I just look. I can't. <laughs> I, can't I can't do the spam around the clock. Okay. Just, you like salmon or fish though? I can, I can do the seafood. We can get the okay. seafood in. Okay. They're they going to have to miss me with the spam because, you know, right. I, I had a slightly, the meat, meat yeah, yeah, I had, I had some impoverished experiences coming up. Uh, I feel you. You know, Vienna sausage and spam, I, I don't. Okay. Not going to be able to do it. Mm, you keep I that can't even do meat. bologna anymore. I can't do bologna anymore, even mm. with the red. Yeah, yeah. Here. They still make that, but yeah, oh, 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 yeah, they still make. You can still get. Okay, the, okay, okay, yeah, I can't. I'm not gonna be able to do it, but I feel you. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, you said my train. You were saying my trainer and people that kind of poured into me. Yes, like, yes. Talk about that village. Yes. So I'm gonna start with definitely. I have to start with my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad being his perspective was military after i graduated he was like you should go into the air force i'm like dad that's not for me i feel like i just got out of (laughs) of the air force and uh boot camp being a collegiate athlete right right you could be a colonel you could be a but my dad saw things in me like you could Mm -hmm. get your doctorate and i was just like i'm straight no 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 i don't want to 
<laughs> my mom. My mom pushed me. She was very much on me about education. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the start of planting those seeds for that. Um, and then throughout professors, and honestly, it was a mostly. And this is one of the. It's like that. Um, I don't want to say bittersweet. Mm-hmm. But it was mostly white males that poured into me because that was mostly all we saw predominantly right. in administration and leadership roles. So Absolutely. it was most of my mentors were white males in sport management administration that were saying, Brittany, you could get your doctorate. Mm-hmm. Brittany, there's people that um, listen to you when you're, you know, doing your presentations in class. Right. Um, I see this. Like it was those seeds planted throughout. Mm-hmm. But then I took that as well to say, you know, it's appreciated. But at the same time, there need to be more people that look like me or mm-hmm. that are that have cultural competency or that understand other multicultural concerns. Because I was like, why isn't there more women? Why aren't there more minorities? Why aren't mm-hmm. there more black people? Um, so, yes, they poured into me and catapulted me to where I am today. Throughout mm-hmm. athletic trainers, all my athletic trainers were white. I, I went to predominantly white institutions, mm-hmm. um, so they were pouring into me and seeing things in me, um, you know, that God planted in me. That it was like, wow, this is awesome. So, throughout, I'm even thinking about my sorority, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Uh-oh. Uh oh, my sores, <laughs> right? Um, they continue to pour things in me and instill things in me as well so mm-hmm. I, there's so many I was blessed throughout there's so many to where then I just had to say like okay because then it's a choice after that mm-hmm. it's really take it and it's a choice you carry that torch um to continue down the path that you need to go and then pursuing God's purpose for your life I mean right. I think you know a lot of prayer a lot of uh <laughs> continuing it's endurance really you know because they're not a perfect walk you know there are times when it's challenging there are times when you like uh i might need some of that bologna today (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) or that vegan sausage right Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but again as you say like our ancestors i think of that as a woman as a black woman um just all that our ancestors fought for and so and we're seeing it you know even play out now again (laughs) yeah so to say that i i don't take that lightly i don't Mm -hmm. take that lightly. no no yeah absolutely not and i and i think you know i know there's gonna be some people that are gonna hear that say oh good love too good for the spam and and to be in the sausage and the sardines hold on now people relax calm yourselves i i appreciate and one of my you know one of my first stereotypical responses to the COVID-19 is I grew up broke. I know how to get through this whole thing. I know how to survive now. On $50 a month. I could do it. Right. <laughs> right. Know, I know broke well. Like broke and I have been best friends. Yes. You know, we we've we've comforted one another. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know how to do with less. Yes. Uh, and yes. you know, the like you said, that red ring on that bologna. You know, mm-hmm. them them thick uh slices of government cheese, grilled cheese, sandwiches. Okay. You know, powdered milk. Don't don't get it twisted, people. Don't uh-huh. get fooled by all this glitz and glamour, y'all. See right. this all this chiseled uh blubberdonis in front of you is <laughs> is is carefully crafted in a lot of stuff, right? And so yeah. it's like you said, but we do honor our our, our ancestors. 
And I do, I think it's interesting because uh, another consideration, and I'm sure you've had the same thing throughout this whole, uh, you know, in, on top of dealing with the virus that you can't see. Right, right. Uh, we're, we're, still, we're still working through the pandemic we, we've known about for, yes, uh, you know, 400 and plus one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And just what we know about. Right. The parts. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, right. And so uh, just to see, you know, and I, and I, I remember commenting and, you know, please dive in on, but I remember commenting to, to my wife, like, you know, I think that as we do progress and, you know, I know there's going to be scholars and people that will listen to this and say, I'm setting this back by saying this, but I mean, I'm entitled to my opinion. It's all good. You are. Mm-hmm. I think as we progress through things and I think about my grandparents and I think about my great grandparents, cause I was fortunate to have known, you know, them as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we've gone from a time where public, public lynchings, we weren't invited to. Right. And now we've progressed so far yes. in, our, <laughs> in our matriculation through America. That, uh-huh. uh, now we can just watch it on our phones. Right. Or we can just stand right there on the curb and watch it. And watch it and, and be in frozen. Right. Frozen to feel we can't do it powerless. Just right there. So or you can sit. Yeah. And you can sit, you know, you could sit in the drive through trying to get some food with your social distancing. And you can watch. Somebody things. getting fat. Right. Live in a living color. And so that kind of leads me Ooh. into. What what are you up to these days with all this kind of foolish? I know you got the counseling part, but how do you take care of yourself? Because I know you you you've got children. You're a mother, and I know we spend a lot of time in our rhetoric, whether it's socially, uh, even academically, and we talk about you know the black man is uh, is is under siege and so on and so forth. But that black womb is is ooh, they, yeah. Yes. What, if the black man is under siege, then well, the black woman must be held hostage. I, I don't. I don't know what we're calling this. This. Tr- There's this so j- many words to describe it. It's, yes, because even my my oldest is 16, and mm-hmm. uh, we're practicing right. So it's the topic of driving, mm-hmm. um, and him being behind the wheel, and I am like, the the counselor hat comes off. Like mm-hmm. I constantly, like, honestly, I'm like, son, this is life or death. There are extra precautions that I have to walk him through mm-hmm. just being a young black male behind the wheel. Right. And the fear, even the questions that I have, like, do I even want him to get a driver's license right now? Right. And how do I explain that to him? So we have these conversations um, because it's tough. I'm like, it's not mm-hmm. just about getting behind the wheel and driving. Like there are other things that I can't necessarily protect you from, you mm-hmm. know, when you hear <laughs> even like calling out for your mom. Ooh, that broke my that, soul. That hits me hard. So it's like, I think about that rings over and mm-hmm. over. And like when we talk about the racial battle fatigue, um, race-based stress, the trauma, that it's traumatic. Right. We feel that on a different level, just even seeing it and it being played out. Mm-hmm. But hearing mm-hmm. a grown black man call for his mother, like right. to me, I mean that, um, it just, it hits different. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you do have to make sure that you're poured into, but at the same time, you have to recognize and identify that you are a human. Mm-hmm. Um, 
living in America, researching this same topic, race-based stress, and right. Black college student-athletes at predominantly white institutions. So it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so I probably am hypervigilant and probably overly protective of my children when it comes to that because I feel like I have to be right there's only so much that I can do to protect them once you send them out into a world that doesn't necessarily love them right right yeah absolutely yeah that is and I know I find myself and even here lately as recently as like this morning I know I terrify my neighbors for more than one reason um (laughs) But I know I terrify my neighbors, but I found myself when I'm talking to just to my youngest and I'm talking to him differently. I'm speaking to him differently as we're interacting. You know, we might be exercising out in front of the house and but I'm speaking to him uh, differently. And I and, and just this morning I was thinking, man, I got to shift this. I got I got to change this up because I need him to be eight. But I also understand that he's already had some experiences. Yes. Um with with his skin and you know i always tell him that you know you are magnificently melanated you need to enjoy that you know your phenotype is phenomenal right and we're not apologizing for that Uh Uh, but at the same time there's going to be people that are going to be out to see you lose and fail you know fail Mm -hmm. royally and and i think that sometime and i know i've passed this on to him and I'm a, and I need to stop but i think my anger has presented in other ways not not abusive or anything like that but like just probably fear. pushing where I don't need to. Yeah, and fear. Yeah, that fear comes out. It, it yeah. comes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It comes out passionately that you're like, I don't want to scare you, but at the same time, I'm I'm scared mm-hmm. that something if something should ever happen to you, like I'm yeah. gonna want to protect you. I'm yeah, gonna go out there. And I'm gonna, yeah, no. Yeah, because you're not. No, nah, look, I'm gonna just tell y'all what. <laughs> yeah, you can not stick mine. a fork in me on that. Some happens to mine. Right. This is not a threat. As my mom used to say, this is not a yeah. threat. That's a promise. It's a promise. It's a promise. <laughs> that is a promise. Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm with you. You're gonna I'm with you. Just don't just don't make no hashtag. Hashtag dad did the damn thing or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Seriously. <laughs> we not. Seriously. Uh but I know, you know, we've been sitting in this thing or as we say it, you know, folks talk about being stuck in the house. I don't know how you could be stuck if you're around your people. Uh, mm-hmm. unless they're just terrible. I do understand how that works. I, I don't want to be callous in that or nonchalant about people being in, in spaces with uh, folks that they really don't want to be in right now during the quarantine. Right. Uh, you know, we got athletes to the, uh, transition back to campus um, yes. and they're getting sick and coaches are getting sick and other people then, you know, where we're, the spikes are coming back and, uh, you know, so – what are some things you look forward to most after COVID? I don't even know if there's really a post COVID. Right. Like I don't, cause I was, I had to let that question marinate a little bit because I'm like, I don't know when this talk of the new normal. Yeah. What is, what does that mean? I don't know what that, first of all, I never knew what normal really meant. What is normal? Right. Who defines normal? So then what is the new normal? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't right. really know what that means. Right. Yes. I, I, I would be like, but it's provocative. Like, I don't. Right. That's like, uh, it's what is it? All of the, the new cliches. Is the new normal, flatten the curve, oh, uh, unprecedented times. Yes. <laughs> you got to say it in that tone, too. Yeah. And you ha- it has to be very urgent, right? Right. <laughs> right. So I don't know. Uh, 
I can't really say what I'm looking forward to in that mm -hmm. moment because right now I feel like it, life, if not now more than ever, is teaching me to just take one day at a time mm -hmm. and each day as it comes and be grateful for each moment that we have with loved ones, our health, just that gratitude. Mm -hmm. um, it's, mm -hmm. it's teaching me to be in that present moment. Right. So I haven't really thought about the aftermath. Right. right? Um, I'm, I'm looking at one day at a time right now to mm -hmm. say, because like, it's too much to, I would get overwhelmed if I thought about that afterwards. Right. Like, probably. what am I doing? Yeah. That, and it, yeah. again, it, it's kind of like I, I was, you know, I, I read, we, we read and do all kinds of things, you know, to, to pass time. I'm an English teacher by trade. So I'm reading, I'm trying to think of ideas to develop my, uh, my online course, for my classes mm -hmm. just in case because mm -hmm. you know as somebody in the underlying uh condition delegation that's another uh another one of those catchphrases the un <laughs> the underlying conditions delegations i delegations. think the delegations afterwards adds to yeah I, I had like I, I had to make it regal you know i had to right? I, I had to put <laughs> some stank on it you know <laughs> yeah like, we, we the underlying delegation uh yeah. select uh not to go back to school uh right <laughs> because, yeah y'all not gonna kill me with my underlying uh -huh. conditions um but yeah. as you know as we as i'm reading it was it was i got to uh i was reading uh bill roden william c roden's book uh 40 million dollar slaves again okay and uh there was a there's a line in there where he says uh when pharaoh defines your promised land you'll never reach it mm. And so I, when I think about the question about looking forward to things, you know, most in post COVID that requires somebody to, to define that it's over. And right. <laughs> the end, like, where's, is there right. an end? You know, people still yeah. get the flu, right? We, we have a vaccine, but people still get the flu. Yes. Right. So. Right. And there, racism was always present. Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm 42 this year. Yeah, racism's been around my whole life. Uh, yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, so we don't live in a post-racial society. Y'all can cut that out. With, by the yeah, way, please I, stop. Yeah. Look. So it's like, where's the end to that? I'm not sure that there is an end. Right. That I'm encouraged. Mean, uh, yeah, exactly. And that's what I was gonna say. Like, I mean, that doesn't mean there's not gonna be a positive change. And then there's, mm -hmm. I, I do, I do feel that there is a need to shift the perspective not to mm -hmm. be naive and not be no. realistic about what it is and call it out for what mm -hmm. it is acknowledging it but i do i am hopeful and mm -hmm. i would um even with my faith my faith is greater than my fear absolutely so i'm hopeful i just don't believe that there is an end and i i'm taking one day at a time and trusting god with each day that's given Right. Absolutely. And and I think that that's, that's probably wise. I mean, because we're not, I mean, folks of faith will know that there, there is an end, uh, but it, that does not mean that the end will happen on, as my uncle would say on the, on the only dirt that God made. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, he, what he's always say about like buying land. He said, well, God ain't making no more dirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Like what? What yeah. does that mean, Uncle? Like what? You just, but you just like you know what? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah my, what? what does I don't even mean? want to get into my grandfather's sayings and what he. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, you know, but you know, my grandmother used to always say, "Just keep on living, Kitty." Uh, 
And so yeah. I think that's what we're doing. We're trying to affect change where we can. Uh, you know, it's obviously that's kind of like connected to Angela Davis. You know, I'm 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 not trying to accept things that I cannot change. I'm yes, I'm serenity. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna change the things I cannot accept. Uh, yeah. You yes. know, and so I think, like you said, just being hopeful or being, you know, courageously optimistic in the in the movement that's taking place, especially in the context. And I said this to someone in a conversation last week. I'm uh, I'm courageously optimistic because the very people that we've uh, made fun of and in a lot of respects, I, and I'm not, I mean, I guess I'm guilty. You know, people talk about millennials and these other folks, other generations as being entitled. They want right. to go from like college graduate to CEO like in you know from like week to week but those are also the, the folks that are outside in the streets right now right yep that are saying you know right. what some right. of them are like this doesn't make any sense we you know like this right. you know they call each other bro and some of them mean it you know and obviously you're not the system of racism it's going to take take more than programs and marches to to you know to defeat it uh, you know, you can't defeat a, a system with a program, but we have to find ways to be, you know, uh, systematic and create our own systemic uh, battle bots, I guess, if you would, you know, if you will. Yeah. And so that kind of mm -hmm. gets me to, to, to our next question, which is how do you see your role as as being a an entrepreneur, developing me, you got to tell the people about developing me because we know that's that's a superstars uh, company uh, in in the making. And um, how do you how do you create the contagion for other young people to want to follow in those steps? Like you, because you mentioned it earlier, you're trying to build these things, uh, you know, to build your 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 business and also obviously your services to make sure that we you you bring others along like you. Yes. So how do you so, how do you do that? Talk about that. So there's a few things. One, talking about it such like this mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. types of platforms, acknowledging it and talking about it, and then finding solutions. I think it starts with the conversation. It starts right. with the discussion. Um, also, like you mentioned, you know, being an English teacher, I'm also an educator. So I teach this summer. I teach uh, children and adolescents, counseling wow. children and adolescents, to school counselors, clinical mental health counselors, school psychologists. Mm -hmm. So. I'm a lot of times I'm not going off the book. Like we're talking about practical skills and what's going on in life right now. So a lot of the things I'm asking are questions like ethically, what is your duty right now to right. children, adolescents within the school with mm -hmm. COVID-19 as well as the racism pandemic? Yeah. Let's talk about it. So we, that's how we're, open. we're having those critical thinking skills. We're having those discussions. We're having those conversations. Um, we're looking up the ethical the bylaws, you know, mm. and counseling associations, things like that, mm. to, to say, like, is this applicable to times right now? Like, mm -hmm. are there some things that we need to think about that we need to advocate for more change right. within those uh, bylaws and, and best practices um, right. Right. so that we're all more culturally competent and proficient? Mm -hmm. So in educating, I feel like that's my role, educating um, in counseling from mental health standpoint. Um, making sure that people are focused on their mental health and also making sure that I'm taking care of myself so that I can pour into others. Right. So the biggest thing is self-care. You mm -hmm. know, um, I can't pour it from an empty cup. I say it over and over again. Can't do so it. So being in that support role, that leadership role, making sure that I'm taking care of myself um, so that I can be fully present. Mm -hmm. And then being um, 
vulnerable enough to say, this, this is tough. Right. You know, and sometimes we might not have the words to say, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that shows <laughs> that we're human and being vulnerable and transparent. Mm -hmm. um, and so being that as well, mm -hmm. um, I think is very important. Uh, so I say there's a lot of ways that I'm saying be, my role is being human, my role as an educator, my role as a mental health provider, um, my role to athletes who may say, like, it's not going to change. This is what's, you know, and that's right. disheartening to me, but being able to say, like, I hear you and mm -hmm. I want you to keep talking about it. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Just listening sometimes. Right. Um, yeah. I feel like yes. And acknowledging it, like I hear you. You're not to keep mm -hmm. talking. You don't have to stop. You know, because mm -hmm. a lot of times, like, never mind, never mind. You don't, you don't know. You're not gonna hear me. No, right. I know, and I do hear you. And I want you to keep talking. And I right. acknowledge. That. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's amazing uh, because acknowledgement. You know, what is that that the old saying? It's uh, listen to understand, not be understood, or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and just acknowledging that these things are real. You know, it's. You know, I know there's there's a lot of, as people would say, on both sides of the aisle. That only implies, that implies that there's only two. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we live, uh -huh. you know, we, we, we live multi-dimensional lives and uh, there are, there's more than, I mean, there's right and wrong. Right. Uh, yeah. But I, I yeah. think what we've gotten to the point now where, unfortunately, the truth, we live in the age of miscommunication and, and uh, misperception and and, and you're trying to figure out, well, is that real? Is it not? Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. even like, and I'd like to ask you about this and I, and I don't, and maybe you can talk on it. And if you can't, I, I respect that. Okay. Something I saw, and this is just, maybe we shouldn't, but we'll do it anyway. I'm gonna throw it out there. Uh-huh. I was watching the, uh, the Oklahoma State thing go down. Okay. I saw the tweet. I saw the shirt. Mm -hmm. I saw some of the vitriol directed at the brother, Chuba. Chuba, I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. um, but then I saw the I saw the whatever that was when they were in the video together. I saw the posture. Now I'm not. I'm look. I am no future Dr. Collins. I took a couple classes. You know, at, at Mizzou, I, I can read some body language. I'm pretty good at that. Body language speaks loudly. Well, okay. two, it seemed like somebody was forced to be in the video. Because uh -huh. the demeanor just didn't look right. And I'm not asking you to pick that apart because I don't want to create any tension between the Bearcats and the Cowboys. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I, just, from, just from this perspective, because mm -hmm. I listened to Chuba apologize. Mm-hmm. That bothered me. Mm. What, why are you apologizing to somebody for offending you? Oh my goodness! Don't even. So yes, I can get on so much about that. Yes, that bothers me a lot. Right? Does that that seems like something that we're fighting for? We're like we're fighting against, or we're like we're protesting. Like, what? Why does this young man need to apologize to you because you offended him? Exactly. So that that makes me. Th so yes, to speak on that. I feel like this goes back to historical mm -hmm. uh, systemic racism and just how we feel like we have to constantly be the bigger person. 
or um, even even faith too, because <clears throat> a lot in the black communities, our faith is strong. You know, we use our our, our faith too. Right. And we feel convicted if we're not the bigger person. Right. Um, I think about Penn State, uh, and I'm trying to think of his name. Was it Sutherland? Oh, oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, the coach. So the coach, uh, but there was an incident that happened. I'm trying to think of his name. It's going to come to me. But where he got a letter in the mail after he played football about his hair. Oh, yes, yes. The brother with the the locks. I forgot. Yes, locks. Um, And he got a letter in the mail after coming off the court. And he wrote a letter back stating that um, I forgive him. I know I'm, I felt some type of way when he said, and I know he was being the, the student athlete, the, right. the model character, you know, um, but he said, like, I forgive him and I'm not perfect. And I stopped right there and I cringed because I'm like, you did nothing wrong, right. but go out there and identify with your strength, right? right? Your locks and right. who you are and play on that football field. And you received right. a letter. Right. About your appearance. Right. And you felt you needed to make a statement to make others feel more comfortable. Like I I, I really asked those questions, like who was there to talk to him to help process what happened? Right. Because he he went into fight, flight, freeze, or submit. So that's what you're describing. So submitted, you right? Submit to it. You submit to it because I feel that that's what we're taught or conditioned to do to mm-hmm. be the bigger person because then I also don't want the backpack to say like, oh, here you go. Now you're angry. Now you got an <laughs> attitude. Now you're upset. So it's like this ripple effect of um, I have to constantly be on point. Right. And that's traumatic. That's yeah, trauma. just having to be perfect all the time. All the time. Have the right words to say or even mm-hmm. you can't be offended. Like, why can't I be offended? I'm offended that right. I didn't deserve that. Right. That wasn't okay. And I'm, or we're not allowed to be angry and angry. You're allowed to be angry. Like that's a natural emotion, but I don't think that that's being taught. That's not being explained, especially in the black community. Let me say that. It's Mm. not being taught in the black community um, to say you're allowed to be angry and offended and you don't have to accept an apology, nor do you have to give it when someone else offends you. Right. Right, it's like make uh, you a bad person. Like that right. doesn't. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to you for you offending me. Yes, I apologize if I did something by being myself. That it just yeah, that doesn't right. sit well with me. I right, mm-hmm. and then I, yeah, and then I know that there's other people that will say that, you know, we we've gotten to an interesting place in society where, uh, with politically correctness and all of those types of things, where you know, and I know we uh, where those things that are said or worn become so offensive. And we have uh, what, what, what folks have called, you know, like emotionally fragile people, or mm-hmm. where we're saying that uh, if words uh, become uh, psychological violence. And I think that's, that's, those are interesting conversations to get into. I know you could, we could have like a conversation on like cognitive behavioral therapy and all that other jazz, yeah. um, but I don't want people to think I know too much about anything. I just, I just. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a little bit, a little, yeah. yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm, let me, excuse me, let me bring it back down to my uh-huh. podcast. But, uh, <laughs> but no, but yeah. I, I was just thinking about that because I, you know, you read some of the stuff, and I know I shouldn't read it, but like that kind of stuff fuels me in a positive way because I think, man, there's a whole lot of hateful people out there. But the next brother or sister or 
uh, whomever I come in contact with, I need to empower them to understand, look, you have to stand up. Yes. And you have to own your awesome. And don't apologize for it because that's the same thing I'm doing with my eight-year-old, right? I need you to own that awesome because I, I believe uh-huh. you were made awesome. I can't, you know, you know, we, we, are, we are folks of faith in, in our family. So if I say that God is awesome and God made me in his image, then doggone it, I'm awesome. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, and so uh, I just think I, that kind of stuff, I, I wanted to get your perspective on that because it, it really tripped me out. And then I saw the video that came out after that and we, we won't even dive into that because then there'll be some people calling from you, you know, Cincinnati and Ohio State, we I mean, <laughs> Oklahoma State, but I just think, man, yeah. it's, it's amazing. But I know that you know this too, just from being, you know, above six feet, you know, shout out to the six feet and up crew. Uh, yeah. this, this what we do, but of, of always having to make people feel comfortable of being in your space. Listen, I've had to sit down so many times, conversations, like, I'm not even going to get on how many topics I'm like, okay, he has little man syndrome. Let me sit down. <laughs> Let me sit. Don't call me. Look, don't worry. Take that off. Scratch that. Uh, but yes, I have, there's a lot of times I have had to, especially as a, a an athlete, um, mm-hmm. or you feel like you got to be as a post player, as a center. I was told a lot of times, like, Brittany, you're too nice, like, because I would like, you know, block somebody or be on the post and they fall and I'd help them up, right? Right. right? They're like, Why yeah. you helping them up? Like this is. <laughs> so then when I got in beast mode, right, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, no, you're like too aggressive, like you can't be out there just. Right. That's when I was like dominating and it was like, which is it? Like, why do you keep trying to like put me down or bring me down? And it's because people are so intimidated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they get intimidated by that. So you do feel like you got to be like this gentle giant or this. Right. Yeah, Even I, in the stores, like we talked about people asking uh, you like, this. oh, people feel like they can just say whatever to you. Like I get it often. Like, oh, I know you play ball or volleyball or just people can you get that out of the store i've had somebody follow me in the store and say um i want to follow you because i want to see what you're eating so that i can get that higher it's like what that's not funny but i'm laughing yeah but i mean like you can laugh at but it's like who says stuff like that like which you got to be nice like uh, you know i'm gonna go to the produce like like, you feel like you can't be like that's disrespectful like just don't talk to people like that you feel like you have to be nice yes yes and i and i we battle in the uh, we battle, you know, with that situation, and I, I've I've tried to explain that to my wife. She's five four. Uh huh. Our son is four seven. He's in. He's going into the third grade, so he's he's catching up to his mom. Uh huh. But on his soccer teams and his baseball, he's the, he's the tallest kid. He's the biggest kid. He's you know he's he's got a little little size uh-huh. on him. Uh, and I I I've told her that because he he also does jujitsu. Awesome. And so, uh, you know, because I, I need my son to learn how to put his hands on folks right. uh, and be disciplined in doing it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm not trying to I'm not raising a bully. I'm raising a leader. I'm raising a I'm raising a, a boy to be a man. Yes, you know, because that's all that's under attack as well. But anyway, I say all that to say that if you pay attention through as and I know you've been through this as well. Mm-hmm. The bigger kids, when they're younger, they're always told to be nice. Yes. And, and then the little twerp, the little snot, just a little, just a little bad, little, just little demon seeds, you know. Just because he weighs seven ounces doesn't mean that we just supposed to let this kid run roughshod and you praise him for that. Yeah. 
but then we vilify the bigger kid for standing up for themselves. Oh, be nice. Be nice. I said, nah, nah, man, you can keep that nice. Drop yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice and respect are two different things. Two different like, things. Be respectful. Right. You don't have to be nice, but like be respectful to people. Right. So, yeah, I think we got to choose our words lightly and how we pour into our youth and just people in general and, and this idea of what tall people, black people, short mm -hmm. people, like how they're supposed to act or think. Right. Or, right. No, it's mm -mm. just be just same be with, you. Same with my, son. my son is about to be. He is taller than me now, but uh -huh. I worry about that too because I'm like, he's the biggest heart, the most caring person. But like, mm -hmm. I'm like, people don't be careful when you're walking on somebody. Uh, they don't know that you're sweet. They think I, there's this large 16 year old walking mm -hmm. up on me. Um, and even growing up, like there's teachers that would say they wouldn't realize his age. He's right. younger than what he was, so they're like, he's immature for his age. I'm like, what do you mean immature? He's two. He's just <laughs> All two-year-olds are immature. <laughs> you need you to get your fifth grade son up out of here. Like, I'm like, what? Like, I don't know a two-year-old that's mature. I don't know. So Right, right. Absolutely. That's, but that's, but it's the truth, right? And I was, I've, I've thought about that more in, in today's climate than anything else. And I've been tall my whole life. Likewise. And I've had to make people feel comfortable around uh, this, this smooth chocolate skin. Uh, <laughs> but you know it's and I think that's where the comedy comes from and my wife always gets on she's like well sometimes people don't take you serious because you're cracking jokes well if I, if I don't crack a joke and I just look at somebody and I just and I just speak to them well then I'm angry you know what you're proving a point too because I use humor a lot that's how you mm -hmm. use humor to make people feel comfortable because right. you're like I don't want to make you think that like so yeah, you you do use humor a lot when you're taller. I, I'm like that's a good study to think of how many tall people use humor to right. make people feel comfortable. But seriously, you do. Think about like how goofy Shaq is, right? Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine being over seven feet tall? Listen, Shaq is m one of my favorite people. Oh, I could kick he it with Shaq all day. of the year, Orlando Magic. Mm -hmm. I've been a Shaq fan. My number was 32 because of Shaq. There you go. Okay, so I love Shaq. I can hang out with Shaq all day long. All day. And we just laugh and laugh and laugh. Yes. But I know that brother's got some some stories to tell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cuz what the one thing I always think about and this this goes into our next question, but the one thing I think about the most and I know I can say this to you cuz you talk. Uh-huh. Uh the one thing that I would say we were never born to do is fit in. Mm. Cuz we always stand out. Listen, you about made me get up and run. <laughs> that is what I say. <laughs> no, for real. Like I say that all the, in my doctoral, and that I think that comes with self awareness. Mm -hmm. I think that's a part of um, owning who you are, what God gave you, mm -hmm. and using that. Right. Using that because I I said in my doctoral interview, like I do not fit in a box, literally, mm -hmm. literally and figuratively. Like right. I believe God made me stand out for a reason. Not just Absolutely. from my height, but being born in England, going to school in Japan. Like, there are so many, and those are privileges. I look at that as I had the privilege. Oh, um, so I, I own my, my privileges. Mm -hmm. like, Absolutely. So I believe that that has caused me to be able to, to stand out. But mm -hmm. it's also something that people might use against you because mm -hmm. they, they are fearful of that and that, Absolutely. that, um, 
I don't want to use the word power, but just the privilege that you might have or the background, mm -hmm. the strengths. I'm going to say. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they see those things and then they try to uh, discredit it or mm -hmm. use that to down because they're uncomfortable. And wow. I think that's a part of pouring into, like you're pouring into your son or getting, mm -hmm. you knew that about yourself, but it takes people pouring into you and speaking that or just finding things to fill you so that you can own that. Right. Um, because there's not a lot of people that know, like, I shouldn't say sorry. Like we were talking about that. Like, right. I shouldn't say sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's with somebody <laughs> pouring into me to say that, to right. be able to say that. Yeah. That. So, yeah, I say that's, that's, I think it's awesome that you said that because that's so true. Yeah. You, you want to, yeah, you supposed, you supposed to stand out. I mean, Hey, I'm not on, you can't apologize for that, but I know you spend a lot of time having to, to almost be uncomfortable in it because, you, you know, I practice social distancing uh, for a long time because I'm tall. I'm going to need y'all to back up off me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different air up here. I've heard right. that. Before. Look, I'm going to need you. Air up there. Like, it's the same yeah. air. Yeah. Oh, what's the, what's the weather like? You know, they hear the story the about Will Chamberlain spitting on somebody saying it's raining or something like that. I'm not doing <laughs> that, but, you know. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> but Wilt is a different oh. beast. Uh, yes. Yes, rest in peace, uh, Wilt. Uh, but so the, that goes but that goes into my next question. Since you know, and I'm glad you know, and if you didn't, and uh, which we know that you obviously do, you, you know, since you know that you were born to stand out and that you, you already have this spirit within you, and I, you know, this is our essential question. How do you build great ancestors? How's the future Dr. Collins? Build uh, great so I think that goes back to still living it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I am my business card, honestly. It's more than just business, but as I walk and I'm presenting myself, mm -hmm. I'm representing myself. So I, when I even speak to student athletes, I'm like, you're not just representing your school. You know, your university, your coaches, your team, you're representing yourself. Right. Um, so even when I said the reason I took this walk is because I didn't see people that look like me. That didn't mean they didn't pour into me, but I was like, right. I don't know if they can identify with my story or things. So I feel like living that and me taking that walk and being the change um, helps pour into future ancestors as well as being an educator. Mm -hmm. um, being a mother to my own children and pouring right. into them, um, being a counselor, mental health, mm -hmm. teaching about awareness, but always maintaining that humbleness. I think with everything, it's balanced and being mm -hmm. humble and remember where we, where we came from and how our ancestors weren't allowed to have an education before or read or write or pick up a book or you got in church. So I'm not, listen, when people are like, oh, education, you love education. Like, uh, no, I, <laughs> I love the fact when people tell me I can't, do something and I'm like, oh, okay, watch, I'm doing mm -hmm. that. Why can't I do it? And so right. I want to figure out why. Um, mm -hmm. So asking that question and also knowledge and learning and educating myself mm -hmm. on things that I don't know. I don't like not knowing certain things or, right, right. Um, so taking that to educate myself and to continue to build on cultural competency because we don't mm -hmm. know everything. Like my experience no. is not your experience and vice versa. So right. I can't assume that my experience is everybody. So acknowledging what people say, listening and hearing what they have to say mm -hmm. and learning from them as well. Because I think that's a, it's twofold. It's like the right. ripple effect and continuing to pour into each other right. different um, levels of knowledge. So that was the roundabout rant 
overall <laughs> question. No, but that's beautiful. But yes, pouring into, mm -hmm. um, living it, mm -hmm. um, constantly making sure that I'm present for myself, self-care. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just so many layers to it. There's yeah. so many layers to it. But being intentional and mindful of that mm -hmm. and being humble enough to not to know that I don't have it all figured out, but I'm going to keep walking and keep figuring it out along the way. Right. And right. then I'm taking people with me. There you wow. go. Bring the crew. Get happy. Look. All right. What? Well, who was? Who made that song? That caravan of love. Oh, we taking it back. Oh, <laughs> look, look. You know, music. Yeah. Don't, 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 I'm gonna get to that in a second. Now, music. I'm gonna tell you what. Okay. I just think it's ironic that some of the best music in the world, uh, it begins with the title "Soul." But you know, just, yeah. Hello. You know, just and. You know, I always say, you know, the soul music. You give me some of that old school, I'm good. I you, yes. can, keep, you can keep the rest of the stuff. I, so, I, young people, you keep your energy. I'm proud of you. You get out there, you, you protest, do what you do, uh, and I'm a I'm a lead where I can, and we will support you from wherever. But y'all can keep that music. I'm look. I'm I'm gonna stay. I'm with gonna, I'll take the beat. You know, yeah, the beat I, at times. I'm like, okay. But yeah. I was with my son, like, what is, what, what is he even saying? Yeah, I can't, some of the stuff, I just can't even. I can't, no, like, mm -hmm. what, what? Mm -hmm. I don't I, know no. these things, cut it off, put it no. on the instrumental, I can't. No, no, like, my son, no, my son Elijah sent, I asked all my, my, uh, I asked my, my, my sons and daughters to send me playlists while I was typing uh, the final draft of my dissertation. Yes. And so as I was going through, you know, I had music from, most of them uh and my son he, he he responded to me said he's 17 he says are you sure <laughs> and so <laughs> i'm like yeah man send it so then i you know i turned this on and i'm typing and <laughs> nah, bro. i can't focus <laughs> i can't i need the quiet fire that was on yeah. uh, donnie simpson yeah <laughs> look, look, I need I need some Caribbean rhythms with Miss Rachel. Look, I look, I need something. I need I'm some telling you, I feel like and I'm turning to my dad too when he would be in the car with the jazz and I'd be like, Dad, what are you and now I'm like, I need some of that. Get that jazz. Like, yes. Yeah. And my dad thing too. And so it's like You see, great. I, I get got, it. I get it now. Yeah, it <laughs> makes sense, right? You gotta have it. Like I, every now and then it's okay to listen to some Al Jero, you know. I, yeah. yeah, it's ain't nothing wrong with it. And I was my daughter sent me some J Cole or something. I listened to it like okay, okay. Uh, then my son sent me like some uh, some Nipsey. You know, I'm listening. Okay, I can do some Nipsey now. I could do some you Nipsey. Know, Nipsey you know, yeah. you know, but I, you know, I grew up in a different era. You know, so I'm, yeah. you know, but I like to lay back. I'm from Southern California, so we we like to ride. So we kind of mellow with it. You know? Right. We okay. Just, you know, we 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 might just slowly slice your throat. <laughs> you know, with the gangster era stuff, but uh, that yeah. you know, but that's I think that's that's funny. Is like you said, it's it's all a part of it. You know, the soul and connecting with your people, and like you said, taking care of yourself. That's how you build great ancestors. Because if you're the best version of you, uh, you can you give others permissions to do uh, permission to do the same. And I think that it's it's awesome that you are doing that. You know, obviously as a mother, as a counselor as a role model, you know, as a friend. And we certainly appreciate, uh, you know, this opportunity to share your story and different conversations with you. We know that you're helping our uh, listenership today. 
And even on the on the calls that you've participated in, like with Inside the Ten Foot Line, shout out to Think Outside yeah. the Box and Haley and Lizette, uh, and obviously uh, Dr. Mario Ross and Tammy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Tammy is one of my favorite people. Tammy, Tammy, yeah. I mess with good Tammy. Every- yes, good people. Every time I see Tammy, I have a I cut up. It because Tammy makes me. She makes my soul smile. She's just good people, right? <laughs> Because her spirit is awesome. Like, it, just the, having the first time on a call with her, I'm like, I am cracking up. Like, oh, you just, yeah. yeah, it's man. contagious. It's contagious. contagious. Tammy is huge. I'm, you know, I need to put a picture of Tammy on Instagram just so people can smile. Because Tammy's awesome. She's just awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me ask you this. We got a few more questions, and I know you got to get back to these students, get back to the Bearcats before uh, yeah. before they go get one of them um, – you know, some chili or something. I don't whatever it is y'all eat. Right. <laughs> the skyline chili in there. Yeah, get that skyline right. chili in, in Cincinnati. Yeah, not no, I can't do it. Y'all, y'all crazy over there. Um <laughs> now I know you're busy writing. You got you've been studying the stress and everything, and you're working and you 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 you're momming and you yeah. selfing. But what are you reading? Ooh, besides what I'm right now, I'm I'm immersed in what I'm reading for my paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the side, definitely Michelle Obama's becoming again. Mm-hmm. I have the journal because I, I bought the journal along with it, so I can use that. Uh, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Um, and then there, the, I'm trying to catch up on the body keeps score. Mm-hmm. Um, about how our body reacts to trauma and things that are, are going on with that. So I've, I'm just always intrigued with that um, mm-hmm. just for myself, but I think it also helps in my practice um, as well. And then mm-hmm. it, for things that are going on now. So I'm trying to look, I got the book right here. The body keeps score. It's like this book. Ah, is that okay? Yes. Van, Van der Kolk. Yes, I wasn't even about to try to say the name. So no, between. Don't do it. Between Michelle Obama's Becoming, I watch Netflix to empower mm-hmm. me a little more, uh, and the journal writing, mm-hmm, the body mm-hmm. before, um, and just how our our brain and our mind align and our body reacts to trauma, and it remembers certain things that happen. So even when we talk about, um, I don't want to keep talking about you know racism that's going yeah, yeah. on. No, you talk. You go ahead, talk about it. <laughs> I think that's a part of it. That's right. you know, um, and how our body remembers things like even when it's not as subtle as it is right now it's still right. remembered right right absolutely yeah see and that we got yeah we we probably i need to pick up i just finished rereading the 40 million dollar slaves this morning so i'll pick up a book right. uh i'll pick up one of these books i got i got a bunch of them I'm t- there's so many i think it's good to have resources because what was mm-hmm. uh post-traumatic slave syndrome i even need to Yes. Second, uh, it's on top shelf, second book from the left up there. Yeah. <laughs> so even going back and refreshing, it's like, even if you read it before, sometimes mm-hmm. I go through things and I get easily distracted. So I have to read it again because there's things I might not have picked up before that are oh, relevant yeah. now that I need. Oh, um, yeah. So. Absolutely. And I'm like I said, I'm trying to build this. Uh, I'm trying to build the build my course, and I, I teach uh, AP language and composition. So it's you know we we study rhetoric and we analyze rhetoric, and obviously I teach the kids how to write uh, these analyses and so on and so forth. So like when you said uh, you know post traumatic slave syndrome, I also have next to that is like a trauma sensitive classroom. Uh-huh. Uh, but the book next to that is like the myth of equality. Ah. Uh. 
I'm gonna check that one out. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's okay. an interest. I'll send you. I'll send you. Yeah, the Please, myth of yeah. equality. It's it's an interesting interesting text and so i just try to find things that you know different ways to provoke the students into thinking and deciding for themselves who they want to be and i think you know a lot of folks i, I take them off all the time but uh is why, why are we always studying race Are you live in the united states yeah do you live in yeah. do you live on earth mm -hmm. then you're gonna have to you're gonna have intersections exactly. with it one way or another yes right? whether you're on the on the in on a favorable end or an unfavorable end you're going to have to have these conversations or your or yeah. these intersections that's just the way life is uh uh and i'm not saying this right but that's it's it's what it is but no i think that's important because you're touching on even because i say all the time like just because it makes you uncomfortable or you choose not to see it mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it doesn't exist right exactly yeah you can't uh, you, there's certain things you can't be an ostrich on can't be like, oh no, why do we have to keep talking about it? Like, you don't have to, I mean, because it's happening, it's existing. Like, <laughs> right. It's, so we have to acknowledge that it's happening. Man. Right. It's not, it's not like it's, uh, it's not like it's history that you've read about for years and years. Right. You have, it's, we have. You're it. living in it, right? Right. Mm -hmm. right. You're, you are living in a, in a world where, uh, you know, where colorblind is, is the new clan. But anyway, um, I digress. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, I but I, I do talk about that. I talk about that in a, even when I'm writing. Look, I might have to send you my paper if you'd like to edit it. Oh, please. come on, uh, you know, come on, send it. You know, you know, I wrote about uh, identity foreclosure of African American coaches. Oh, that's see that I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just as soon as that comes back, it's, it's on like Donkey Kong. You know, I, folks yeah, don't really I, want me to get on those conversations because I talk for about two years. That's good stuff, though. Yeah, so we. I, I that's what I stuff. acknowledge that. The, yeah, the, because the blindness and the blind spots and the, yeah, you have to, you know, those are important conversations. And you know, like how do you how do you mix like the color of law mm. into a course uh, or like the woke church? Because you know, or the the color of compromise. We're not going to talk about the racism on Sunday mm -hmm. mornings. We won't get to that. We'll just talk about something else. Don't even get me. Listen, don't get me on that. <laughs> don't get me on on the church. Because churches are separated too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, we got the black church and we got the white church. Got right. Yeah. Yes. Black yeah. Catholic church. People put a race on it. Like, I don't right. know. Like, yeah. Like, no. Oh, you're a black Catholic. Oh. It's like. Black method. You're a blethodist? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? You know, I. I exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it is. But I mean, those things, you know, and I'm looking at all these books, I got to pick one out and I'm going to just like, and just, I may have my stuff. Right. So, yeah. Good. Cause you got, we got to read them, but, uh, yeah, and yeah. that now it's not even a pot on a lighter side. Here we go. These, this is okay. our speed run. This is the speed run. All ready. right. Now be ready. Cause this I'm is ready. the hard part. Now these, I ask you the easy questions. These are the hard ones. Top, I, I need top three out of you. Top three. Uno, dos, tres. Rap group or duo? Top three. Rap group. Okay, so represent for the ladies. Salt and pepper, definitely. Salt, salt, salt. Salt and pepper's here. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could, could, can I combine and make a group together? Because it would be Go like, ahead, come on. Pizza, MC Light. Uh, so, like, I would put it together myself. Who you call it? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you and I see why. No. <laughs> MC okay. Light, I'm gonna tell you what, if 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 I could get MC Light to be the MC at one of our uh at one of that our symposiums, 
That would be I would so probably good. never keep any time because I just want to listen to MC Light talk. For real. Seriously. Like, so yes, they would I could if I could build my own, that would be definitely outcast. Mm-hmm. Playlist of Cadillac Funky Ooh, Music. I had I said something about Big Rube the other day on social media. Wake up your regular <laughs> existence or die like a punk. <laughs> I'm telling you, so that, yes, yes. So I'm very much old school. Let me, another group, you said group, hip hop? Group or duo, yeah, hip, rap, oh, I said rap, you can go hip hop, rap, because those are those are not the same thing, people. They're Don't not, get rap and hip hop is not. So uh, you make me think of Brown Sugar, like what, when did you fall in love with hip hop? Oh, see, the shout out to my man, Kyle Adams, because like, he asked yeah. a Brown Sugar question. Oh. Yeah, he says, when did you first fall in love with sports? He's like, yo. Oh, listen. Uh, that's a good question. You know what? That's a very good question to start asking. Like, what did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Made me think about that. That's so, uh, yeah. That's that. It's bigger than yeah, the bone podcast. Who? Right. I'm more on like. See, I'm over here thinking of R and B groups. Oh, and if you want to go on, I can see if I, I figured if I asked the R and B question, I'm gonna get offended because you know I'm oh. R and B. Woo! See, like mint condition. See, Jodeci. Like go. I need that's what yeah. That's yeah. the groups that I mm-hmm. The good see. bands, like you know, when Prince, um, I'm just talking about good music. Bands. Yeah, good like, music. Yeah. Um, yeah, not all the auto-tune and no, I'm talking about some, 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 some no. actual band and instrumentation, like live music, like that. Good yeah. music. Yeah, see, see, that's why I said that soul. Yes, that's what it is. It feeds your soul and it makes you feel something, not just, yeah, all that. All oh, that, like you. The face, you know, see, you'd be like. Yeah, you get like that ugly face listening bass, to it. The bass, the drums, somebody just going in hard. like. Yeah, with the. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, like, you got to make the face while you playing. Yep, that's. You're right, right. That's what we're talking about. Fire, you know, that's what Woo! you. Yeah. Bailey. Uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays. Yeah, so just good. That's just, just good music. Just feel your soul. See, all right. Now yeah. tell me, give me, give me your top three favorite meals. Okay, so I def- definitely anything on the grill. Anything. Barbecue. Come on to Texas. Good barbecue. Good barbecue. And mm-hmm. I'm like, not chain barbecue, like hole in the wall. Like I'm about to go get some good. Like, where can I find that? Right. You know, it's not. Well, there's some in Cincinnati. That mm-hmm. One of my bros has one in Cincinnati, but I'm like, you don't see that a lot here mm-hmm. in Ohio. Right. Or maybe I just haven't found the spots. But I like Send good, it to my boys. Yeah, good barbecue, good grill, mm-hmm. um, good some fried fish. I love some fried fried fish. fish. See, we fried fish in San Antonio just don't seem to make too much sense, but we yeah. got a spot. I needed a good spot that you would never be able to go to. I love that when you travel, like, no, I don't want to like go to a chain restaurant. Like, show me someplace. Like, yeah. Home the wall spot. Yes. Somebody I mean, who might not get their rating. Like, yeah. Like, I need that. At least it's twice a year. On point. And it might take, it might take two hours. I don't care because it's that good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, we don't have that today, but we do have the fish. Right. We don't have this. Yeah. I'll we ain't it. got that. We sold out. We sold I, out. Yeah. I'll take it. What you got? Let me just get that. That's that's, that's what I'm talking about. 
I like that because it's all about feeding your soul too. So it's feeding the stomach and then just engaging with people, you know? Right. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, and then authentic Mexican. Like I love any. There you go. Taco Tuesdays. I can Taco have it every, every day. I can have it every day. So. See, see, you know, and I'm from the West Coast. I'm from Cali. Okay. So I'm from Southern California. So when you, you know, fish, authentic Mexican, uh, the barbecue in Cali has gotten better. I okay. In Texas. We live in Texas. Okay. So the barbecue, we take care of that. But, uh, yeah. uh, but the fried fish and Mexican out West, y'all come out and see us in 2021. We're going to be in San Diego for the Behind the Whistle Symposium. Uh, well, they, at that point, Dr. Collins will be speaking. We'll have a yeah. day event. If we can keep her from uh, the uh, fresh seafood on uh, about 300 yards away from her. Yeah. <laughs> by we the ocean. Like, I'm about to catch her on. Right gonna, yeah, exactly. We're going to be right down the ocean. It's going to be on. Okay, yeah. now let me ask you. We ain't going to ask basketball. We Let's talk about top three movies. Oh, my goodness. Woo. I'm going to say, I'm going to go off some recent ones because mm -hmm. I'm mess with the classics but queen and slim like that, damn, that. The soundtrack the soundtrack even mm -hmm. i was like oh this is now mind you i bawled at the end because mm -hmm. again we feel things just <laughs> empathetically just like you're right, right. you know I, I was bawling at the end but i just <laughs> love the movie all the messages that came in it uh queen mm -hmm. and slim. Um, what's another let me let me think of a classic a classic movie I'm gonna think of what movie did I uh look, Never Ending Story was a good oh, story. That's a classic that I grew up on. You know, mm -hmm. like even I have my kids watch like watch this movie, Never Ending Story yeah, about not the new one. in the what? library and adventure and like See? yeah. Yeah. Never ending story. Uh love it. And then of course Purple Rain, because of the music and just that purple rain. Morris Day in the time. The password is what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> What? That's What's what the I password? That's the it. What is the password? What? What? He's like, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite. That purple. Yeah. Purple. I still say that. Like, when people, you want to talk about practice, the password is what? So I mix Allen Iverson with, who's talking about practice? I'm talking about games. Like, the password. <laughs> that is beautiful. That is beautiful. <laughs> oh my goodness see but people don't look you have to yes i tell people all the time it's like it's just like potato salad i'm gonna need the hands that prepared it to be weathered hello and not put raisins in it look if you put oh. <laughs> or cashews or whatever Maybe. slithered almonds i don't know Do it just not mess up the potato salad <laughs> potato salad ain't got no oh it didn't do nothing to you. Like, why, why, why? We remix it. We don't need to remix everything. That's all I'm saying. Why, why, why Music, you food, yeah. movies. You don't got to remix it. Just leave no. it. Leave it as is. Just let it be. It's potato salad. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need you to know at least three stanzas of of some Frankie Beverly and May song before you can make my potato salad. Uh, listen. <laughs> well, it's a wrap. <laughs> Look, you just gotta. I'm gonna need you know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. 
I apologize, people. No, I'm not apologizing, doggone it. <laughs> right, we're going back. Like, no, you're not. Why I'm you not talking? apologizing. I'm gonna need you to have some 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 grit in your teeth. Yeah. Oh. Need, you know, you need to have like some shrimp and grits or some salmon and eggs in your okay. spirit type of you, so you know. I'm not gonna get into the grits conversations, and that's when it goes back to sugar or salt and pepper. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into that. You know, we still have that conversation. Pumpkin pie or sweet potato. I See, like pumpkin pie too, though. I do like pumpkin pie. I like it. I like it too. <laughs> I like it too. Don't get don't get me wrong, but don't don't look. Don't come to my house with that in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pumpkin spice. No, no. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want it. Look, seven up cake. Million dollar, pound. million dollar pie, pound cake, and I'm gonna need you to put a pound of Listen. butter in my cake. Don't worry about my and cake. Real butter, real butter. Exactly. Don't be fake. That's what you get from that hole in the wall. That's when I'd be like, yeah, let me get some of that cake. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need like some borderline diabetes. I'm gonna right. need some. I'm gonna need some diabetics in your kitchen if I'm eating your <laughs> hole in the wall. Yes, put some flour, real yeah, flour. Yeah, don't. Yeah, look, I want mine to just be all the way wrong so it'll taste just right. Exactly. There, that that's a tweetable. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's what I need. All right. Well, now, future doc, we appreciate you. Tell the people where they can find you. And I'm gonna put those things in the show notes for folks that they are listening while they're driving and ain't paying attention while you're talking. Tell them how they awesome. can get you, like social media and all that. How do we get to developing me and all of that? Awesome. So my website, uh, www.developingmellc.com. That's the website. It also has all my, the Twitter handle, Facebook, uh, Facebook, Instagram. You can find me at developing me LLC. Mm -hmm. um, also on Twitter, Brittany L C O L L I N three. Um, so, but if you go to my webpage, you will be able to click on all that LinkedIn, oh. Brittany L Collins, developing me, Coaching and counseling, LLC. Counseling and consulting. I added my coaching background. I actually took that out. You got too. Developing me, counseling and consulting, but the coaching is still very much in there. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Well, we I, are absolutely honored. Likewise. Likewise. In your time. No, we look. We we thank you for sharing life with us. You know, folks. Folks, gotta. We gotta start thanking folks for that. Thank you for yeah. sharing life with us because we know you got things to do. Uh, and, um, it's just, it was just awesome that you chose to do some of those, spend some of that time with us. And so, um, you be blessed, uh, stay safe, take care of the, uh, of the, the Kings and Queens in, in the home. And, uh, and if you need us, we may not be able to get to Cincinnati quickly, but I, I know how to call Cincinnati. I got some people out there. We will look. That's, that's what's up. Like, I appreciate that. Likewise. Yes, Likewise. yes. And Phil right. hello. I'll see her Saturday, right? Volleyball yes. behind the lines, yes. Gotta... Yes, yes. Saturday is going to be on like Donkey Kong. We're changing <laughs> lives one conversation at a time. Okay. Man, God bless you all. We appreciate you, future doc. God bless you. Thank all you. Right I appreciate now. you. Okay, Take care. you'll be good. Okay, now, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. There she goes. This is Behind the Whistle. Thank you for listening. See you next time.